Hey everyone, hope you're having a good day so far today. Throughout all the Star Wars films except for one, the galaxy is ruled by a user of the dark side of the Force. When Palpatine was the Supreme Chancellor through his time as Emperor and his return in The Rise of Skywalker, the light side wasn't leading. But did you know that in Legends, there was a time when the Jedi Order essentially ruled the Republic and the Jedi Master was the Supreme Chancellor. In fact, all of the Chancellors elected between 1400 and 1000 BBY were Jedi. A trend finally broken with the 1000 BBY election of Tarsus Valorum. He of course was a relative of Finnis Valorum, who was the Supreme Chancellor in Episode 1 before Palpatine. And for those of you who don't know, the year term BBY means before the Battle of Yavin, which was the first Death Star battle. In today's video, I'm going to dive deep into what we know about these Jedi Chancellors and why there was no more of this awesome rule. Now I want you to all remember this is Legends. Of all the Jedi that served as Supreme Chancellor during those 400 years, probably the best known is Jannara. She was a Jedi and Supreme Chancellor near the end of the tumultuous New Sith Wars, a conflict between the Galactic Republic and the resurgent Sith where the Jedi had become a huge part of the Republic military. During her rule, Jannara stopped allowing the Jedi to commit large-scale offensives against the Sith because she believed that the majority of the Republic's populace was fearful of Sith attacks and would not support plans to send large groups of Jedi Knights on campaigns in Sith space. Instead, she had the Jedi defend the Republic's frontiers. She didn't stop other Jedi from launching campaigns against the Sith, that said. While we don't know much about these Jedi Supreme Chancellors, we do know a good deal about the non-Jedi who followed them. Tarsus Valorum. His rule gives a lot of insight into how the Jedi Chancellors did things. When Valorum was elected, he oversaw the end of the New Sith Wars where the Sith were presumed to be wiped out completely and the Jedi and Republic felt themselves to be victorious. The Jedi and the Republic prepared themselves for a future of peace and prosperity. This, however, was a dangerous delusion, as a single Sith, Darth Bane, had in fact survived. Bane formed a new Sith Order and he and his successor spent the next thousand years in hiding, waiting to topple the Republic once and for all, which is what we see in Episode 3. So back to Valorum. With the end of the war, the system of government changed a bit from how the Jedi ran it. The Republic had already been around for about 14,000 years at this point, complete with a Supreme Chancellor and Galactic Senate, so it remained the same in that way. But during the rule of the Jedi and during the war, the Jedi brought a lot of power under the banner of the Supreme Chancellor, similar to what Palpatine would do years later during the Clone Wars. So when Valorum took over, he actually decentralized power back to the Senate. That change was minor in comparison to the changes the Jedi would undergo. In symbolic measures, largely to convince the Republic that they would not become a conquering army, the Jedi abandoned their battle armor, renounced all military ranks such as Jedi Lord, dissolved their commander-in-chief, disbanded their army, naval, and starfighter forces, and placed themselves under the supervision of the Supreme Chancellor and the Judicial Department, effectively dissolving the military. Also, I'm going to add, in order to lessen the chance of a Sith resurgence, the Order began training children from birth. The training of Padawans was centralized on Coruscant, as well in order to remove the danger of unsupervised students delving into forbidden Sith knowledge. All these changes show what had happened during those 400 years of Jedi rule. A common theme of the Star Wars films is the question of what is the right way to use power. If you have the power of the Force, does it make you superior to the point that you need to rule? Or does the power of the Force give the obligation to serve those who don't have that power connection? Or Force connection. This is perhaps one of the biggest 
notice differences between the Jedi and the Sith, one that the Legends book Darth Plagueis really exemplifies and delves into. Plagueis, Palpatine, Dooku, and Vader all believe that a Force user should use the power of the Force to bring peace no matter the costs. They believed it was their responsibility to rule. The Jedi, on the other hand, believed nearly the opposite and saw their connection to the Force as a responsibility to serve the Republic. So it seems that this Jedi mantra was not as strong during the 400 years of Jedi Supreme Chancellor rule. I've often wondered what the Republic would have been like if, you know, let's say, Master Yoda would have been the Supreme Chancellor, or Mace Windu. Would things have been better or worse? I want to know in the comments right now what you all think. What benefits would come with a Jedi Chancellor? What drawbacks? Would you want to see it? Would you want to live in that time? Let me know. Hope you have an awesome day. See you in the next video. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you. Always. Now, fulfill.